All right, everyone, welcome back to the Running Through It podcast. I am your host, Justin Horniker, and thanks for running through with me today. On this episode, we have a nice little conversation with Hannah Cunliffe, who is currently unsponsored, and talk a little bit about you know, things that she's gone through in her professional career as well as her collegiate career. She was very open about a Title IX experience she had during that time and was very open about some of the things that she's witnessed as a professional runner and as someone who has been through some different training camps and just kind of her experience and her recommendations to how we can make this sport not just better suited for more people, but also how we can hold certain actors in the sport accountable, things that haven't necessarily happened. People don't get held accountable very often in the sport for their actions, something that we definitely need to see more of. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Before we head to the interview, if you appreciate this interview, make sure that you give it a thumbs up. Make sure that you give it a like if you're watching this on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe if you're listening. All that other good stuff. So, without further ado, let's head over to the Alright everyone, welcome back to the Running Through It podcast. I have Hannah come with, with me to talk a little bit about some of the things that we've been talking about a lot recently. As you know, my reporting has been leading me to just discuss programs and coaches and stories really of kind of abuse in sports and where that's kind of led us as a coaching profession, as a sport. So Hannah, thanks so much for coming on with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Super excited to um, talk about this today because this is a topic I'm like really passionate about right now. Well, yeah, I'm and passionate, but yeah. For sure. And like a little bit about your journey, of course, you ran at University of Oregon, you left to turn pro, and I'm sure that has a little bit of influence kind of what you want to talk about here today. So I appreciate you hopping on. And uh, I, I was at um, University of Oklahoma, too. Right. Yes. So um, and I had a Title IX experience there as well. So kind of everywhere I've been, there's been, you know, a little something. So, uh, yeah, it's just just I've been in a lot of pro groups. I've seen a lot. I observe. Yeah. So, yeah, I was talking about this a bit the other day. And it's like it's interesting how like the more that you're around like college athletics, just in general, you always hear stories about like the coaches that are like assholes and like these programs that just something doesn't really sound quite right. Um, and then I saw your tweets the other day talking about it. So I would want to kind of give you that platform to open up a little bit about it. I mean, it's, and like, I wanted to also put out there that it's multiple, it's not one or two people that it's mm. like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of coaches um, in the collegiate and professional level that are having, you know, those type of relationships with their athletes. So, um, my thing is it's the power dynamic. Like mm -hmm. people are in charge of your scholarships. They are, you you know, you're getting your workouts from them. Are they, you know, they could potentially alter your workouts. There's just so many things that play into it that could affect the athlete long term and i've just i've seen so many people quit you know because mm -hmm. of because of it and they're super talented they should still be you know professional they should be getting paid they should be at the level that i'm at but they could they couldn't handle it or 
their performance started dropping and they thought, you know, they took it personally. Like they thought their talent was gone. Like, and it's honestly just heartbreaking to, to watch and, and, and to see that because um, it, it, it affects, but I mean, I'm hearing it's happening in high school. So, you know, it's, I don't know. I didn't experience anything bad in high school. Thank God. Um, I love my high school coach. Hmm. Shout out to coach Gillis. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a great high school experience as far as my high school coach. Um, so luckily I didn't have that like some people, but yeah, college professional, it's been tough. It's been tough. <laughs> yeah. And like to like lend a little bit of just kind of background on like the college atmosphere, you're like, for a lot of times you're especially like at the D1 level, you're moving across the country in some cases to a new spot where as like an 18 year old, you're relying a lot on your coach to be that kind of guidance, not just like in your training, but like in how you are able to adapt to this new environment. And like, there's a lot of trust that's implicit in that. And there are a lot of bad actors in the sport that will want to take advantage of that. Yeah. And I feel like they're like, the NCAA, apparently someone cleared up for my tweets. The NCAA basically says they're not in charge mm. of that, which I feel like they should have some type of responsibility. Um, to leave it up just to the schools, you know what I mean? No school yeah. is going to want a bad, a bad name. Then no one's going to want, you know, to publicize that that happened at their school. So it's just like they just keep passing along to other schools. Yeah, I had that experience. So I went to like a small D3 school in St. Louis, but we had a coach who had a lot of complaints against him and it took a long time for him to get fired. And that was at like a D3 school where none of us were on scholarships, like no one was getting paid. And like even then someone who was like an unsuccessful coach still took so many more complaints than it should have to get him out of the job, you know? And it sucks because I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I've seen someone get lied, you know, a coach, Mm. Or um, really some of my friends growing up, I saw them, girls lie on them. Um, so I've seen both sides and it's in, it's just, it's tricky because, you know, unless sometimes, you know, it, it ends up being just your word versus theirs. Right. So then it's like, what, what can the school do in certain situations? You know what I mean? But I, I just feel like in track, it, it, it's, it's progressively getting worse Mm. or maybe it's already been this bad and just people aren't aware. Um, I don't know. I think think? like, I think it could be a little bit of both, right? Like I think there has been a while where things just weren't getting reported and weren't being talked about. And like things are often open secrets and like track, you know, the track community is such a small community. Things get around and like, I don't know if it's necessarily getting worse, but I think there are people in big positions of power, like with like Nike Oregon Project with Alberto Salazar, like these people that seem like they're the biggest names in the sport are got to the place where they are because of these abusive kind of personality traits. And then it gets figured out. And now it's kind of like a snowball of things after that. So like, I think it is a combination of very prominent people in the sport finally being outed for kind of their abusive behaviors and also just more awareness of it more awareness yeah yeah i i i, I agree with that <laughs> but yeah so hannah do you want to tell a little bit more about your story at oklahoma and just kind of like your experiences there and 
Um, yeah, so Oklahoma, um, I've, I've talked about this on another one other podcast before, but basically um, one of my teammates, so this was, you know, back when like phones was like the big thing, everybody, yeah. you, had your, you had your phone on you glued 24 seven, it's always on you. And like a new school, like I'm cautious, I came in, I had a boyfriend, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, just observing the whole situation. So this guy, he um, was one of my teammates. He helped bring up my bags when I first moved into the dorms, him and like a bunch of my other teammates. And, you know, I'm just thinking like they're, you know, cool, whatever. He uh, took my phone like two weeks of me being there um, when I was playing a game. Uh, and it was, I forgot what game it was. Some game on the phone. Everybody was playing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my phone was unlocked. And I like she was chasing after him for like 10 minutes trying to get my phone. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's thinking I'm flirting with him, but like trying to tell people around me, hey, he has my phone, like get my phone. Like, I don't trust people with hmm. looking at my phone. You know what I mean? I've only known yeah. you for two weeks. Like it's I don't know. Privacy thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. So um eventually I just stopped running after him. So I'm like, maybe he's just thinking. And then I see him, you know, sitting on a chair scrolling through my phone. And I, and I just like, my gut was just like, bro, he, he, he did something like he went through, you know, he, what if he could have gone through my camera roll? He could have, mm. and like, my gut was telling me, you know, and he was the only person to touch my phone without my consent and without me seeing the actual screen the whole time I was there. So it, I don't know how much longer after maybe like a week later, he tells everybody in the dorms to airdrop uh, or turn on their airdrop. And he ended up airdropping pictures that I had in my messages with my boyfriend. Mm. And he airdropped it to everybody in the dorm who had their airdrop on. And so I had people come to me. I'm in the dorm and we're all at uh, Headington Hall. So it was like where everybody would eat, um, the student athletes and freshmen and stuff. And people around me are like getting the pop-ups and I'm seeing it on their phone, yeah. like accept or decline. And someone showed me and they were like, did you um, send pictures to somebody here? I was like, no, I have a boyfriend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm rocking with him. I'm loyal. And um, they were like, well, I don't know. Everybody's getting these pictures of you. And I was like, wow. So immediately I had track practice. So I go and tell my coaches, Hey, something happened. And I'm pretty sure I know who did it. And so, you know, they told me go directly to title nine and it took them about like two and a half months, but they ended up being able to prove because I had enough people, um, that were able, that were going to speak on my behalf to tell them that, you know, he personally came up to them and told them to turn on their airdrop and yeah. all this other stuff. So, and he was supposed to be kicked off the team. Like the coach was like, you know, if you end up proving that he did it, he'll get kicked off. But because I transferred, they still kept him on the team for a whole nother year. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> you only had to do like community service or something. Mm. And of course, at the time I was scared to tell my parents because I sent, you know, pictures to my boyfriend. Like I didn't yeah. really explain that. And like at that age too, you're not necessarily like, I know I didn't have that relationship with my parents where I could just like tell them yeah. that sort of thing yet. <laughs> yeah, like that's what happened. But, um, like I'm, I'm happy that they took it seriously, but I feel like, you know, it need, like more punishment needed to happen. Yeah. 
serious like privacy issue you know people could still have those and i don't know how many people accepted it i don't know how many people declined like and it's creepy <laughs> yeah i mean that's like kind of illegal yeah <laughs> yeah the creepiest in like in yeah so i i have the dude blocked on everything but i still have like all the title nine paperwork mm. just in case it ever comes up you know or <laughs> Who knows what will happen so yeah did you feel like the coaching staff at the time like took it seriously enough or was it more of a like lack of wanting to like actually dish out punishment because i think people like prejudge like they just see yeah. a pretty girl and they think oh like she's just fast or she you know she's this or that mm -hmm. so it's just like i feel like the men didn't take it serious but my uh the women coach at the time the assistant coach um her name's natasha uh i believe um she's married now so i don't know her last name but she she took it serious like and i know she believed That's like yeah. like she supported me and, and believed me in that but it's like to keep that person on the team and they like openly did did that and i know that um i know my intentions were pure and like i didn't send it to them so i'm just like i just thought it was you know it was just kind of low yeah yeah, and you you know your version and like the truth, right? And then like to and, have this other narrative only, out there. I was the only person on that team to make indoor nationals that year. So I'm like, I'm also like your only scorer mm. at in like in at all. And like you're kind of taking me as a joke. And I and I probably should have left there earlier because even my first two weeks of being there, that had happened, and then I had gotten left. <laughs> I had showed up to the wrong spot, the wrong end of the building to be picked up by the bus. And they ended up leaving me. Like they wouldn't wait like two minutes for me to like run across the other side. Yeah. And I, just, I made the uh, the decision to transfer a little bit easier, I would think. <laughs> I was just like, damn, you know, first two weeks, like I'm just navigating this. Like I wasn't even living at home at the time. You know, it was just like, mm. it, it was a lot going on in my life chaotic i'm new kid yeah. on campus i'm the fastest person on the team like you know it, it was just a lot so i was just like yeah from then i should have just known like i had too many signs <laughs> it was time to go yeah and like yeah like i said your first semester too so like not even with the track side of things but like also with your life and with school and with like all of that change that happens in your first year of college yeah. would you say so like after oklahoma you transition would you say that that kind of like hesitancy followed you to Oregon too, or were you just kind of relieved to be out of there? I was relieved to be out, but like also at the time I was kind of having like family issues and stuff. Yeah. So I was like homeless during that period of me leaving Oklahoma and transitioning to Oregon. So I was honestly really thankful because Oregon was trying to get me like they 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 like started to figure out like I was living in a motel like they're like okay this is yeah. like serious like this is a serious situation so they um were trying to get me there as soon as possible to go to summer school and like get some type of stipend because obviously I don't have a job like mm. homeless <laughs> you know my parents yeah. are helping me like it's just like it was just kind of a yeah it was a lot so at that time yeah I was just like you know anything to get me on the right track and getting paid and like no you know like just a, a stable environment 
Like yeah, that, yeah. that was also number one. Knowing where you're going to sleep at night, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> even my first couple of days, because out Oklahoma, I didn't know I was going there. Um, basically, NCAA had to approve me. So I found out, found out two days before I had to leave. So it was also just like random. Yeah. I had no idea. So yeah, it was just a lot. Like, <laughs> it was, yeah, just chaotic a lot. So I needed some type of stability and I feel like I definitely got it there my first year for sure. Cool. Well, that's, yeah, it's good to know that like at least there was that transition period and yeah, that sounds like a real hard time and I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. <laughs> this is topic, but <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So to kind of like move on a little bit from that and like just to kind of follow up on some of the like broader topics that we've been kind of discussing and like, can I like your tweet just talking about like the real power dynamics between like coaches and the amount of coaches that like I have run into who have been, who have like previously dated an athlete or who are married to someone who was like previously their athlete and just kind of the implications there that are a little bit gross uh, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, so I appreciated you bringing that up for sure. Yeah, that, um, yeah, cause I told you I've been in like multiple pro groups. I've now seen things like become like before going pro, I feel like it was just like a blind. I was kind of in the blind. But since I've been professional, I've been able to um, like observe and experience things myself. Um, and it's 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 just like like I said, OK, if I'm with um, a six and the A6 coach, you know, is talking to, you know, the head A6, you know, signer, the guy who signs yeah. all the card people. And they're only getting the coach's point of view. You know what I, I mean? So yeah. What if, what if, okay, what if the A6 coach, what if his, his name's John? What if John hit, hit on one of his athletes and, and the athlete turned him down? Now his ego's hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, and then, you know, maybe 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 the athlete's not running good the shoe company calls up hey what's going on how's her practice going like how's she doing oh man she's coming to practice late I just feel like she's not taking it serious they can completely down you you don't know what they're saying mm. and the shoe company people you know they're not coming out enough to be able to observe what's actually going on at practice don't come out for one or two days send somebody out there for a week, two weeks, see how the dynamic of the team actually works. See how the coach is coaching the athletes, see how much time he gives to certain people and not to other people observe. Like, and they, I feel like that's a, a scary thing on its own that basically your own coach could, you know, basically you're, you need them because you need them to help you run well. Yeah. And if you turn them down or hurt their ego or something, you know, you don't know the, the length that they could go to try and destroy your career is, is huge. Especially in this sport where, you know, there aren't necessarily a ton of options for people to, to get paid. Like, exactly. and yeah, they have everything, not just your training, but your perception to these companies like in their hands. Right. Right. And everything is damn near performance-based. So if mm. you're not performing well, I mean, they're thinking what's going on. What do you like? You're not focused or, you, you know, Maybe you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing in practice. Who knows? Who knows what's being said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I mean, like, you you just don't know. And then you could be working your ass off and actually, you know, 
mentally, physically, just bringing yourself to go to practice every day. And, and, you know, some people, if they leave these groups, they get reduced. So some people don't leave just based off. I can't, I can't afford to get reduced. Mm -hmm. So stay in the abuse. You know what I mean? It's just. (laughs) It's harrowing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Like, and a lot of talent ends up, you know, they end up to the point where their contracts basically gone and, you know, they, their performance isn't well, they don't love the sport anymore and they end up quitting and, and it's, it's sad to watch. Like, yeah. Cause, cause like, like, you know, they, I think us in the media too are a little bit too quick to like really ride off a bad season. It's just like bad training or something happening as opposed to like being in this kind of mentally really stressful environment. And like, that doesn't just affect your ability to train. It affects your ability to sleep, your ability to like recover because you're stressed and like anxious and because of this environment that you're in every day because you need to make a living through this environment and yeah it really kind of paints a it paints you back like against the corner really yeah yeah it like because you're almost it's yeah you're just like what can i do yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want to run i love it i like this but this is also my way of getting paid but then Mm. you know it's it i it's like you said, it pins you, it pins, yeah, it pins you back. Like, I, I, like, what can you do? Yeah. Especially, especially if you just feel like nothing's gonna, you know, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's gonna be done. Like it's <laughs> no yeah. change is occurring. Not enough people speak out about it. They're all scared to look bad to the shoe companies or, you know, just scared to have that name, but more people need to say something because it, it's, it happens a lot. Yeah. And like these coaches are just, you know, people in general who are like have that abusive personality, always have people who are there to defend them as well. Like I've known when I've talked about certain people, I get commenters coming out of the woodwork to like tell me how wrong I am. I'm not getting both sides of the story. Right. So it's like really easy to kind of taint the water in a way, uh, like against the narrative, too. So then now there's you're not sure who to believe if you're not that familiar with the story. Yep. Yeah. And then it, and then that, yeah, then what can you do? You're somebody right. who spoke out or said something and then it's like, okay, nobody really believes me. Like, uh, I think having to care a goucher, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's happened to quite a few. And then, you know, the only thing that really tips the scale is that enough people eventually come forward, you know, but until then it's like, and then even then people won't <laughs> believe you because then they'll be like, well, why'd you wait? Yeah so-and-so amount of years or months to speak up Mm. then it's just like okay well then (laughs) but it's like it's easier not to say anything you know but then you're letting the abuser continue to abuse right so yeah so going back to like the pro setup a little bit hannah would like in your ideal world if you're like designing a training team like how would you design it to where there's kind of fail safes in mind for these coaches are, you know, someone that is just like such a, such a, like abusive part of the team. Like what kind of fail states would you put in so that just the mental stress of it all, like wouldn't derail careers like it has? Um, well, I think there needs to be at least one woman on the track. Um, and I've seen abuse happen to men and women. So let mm, me make yeah. sure it happens both sides and I've seen both sides. Um, but as far as it happening to women, there needs to be to help women, there needs to be more women coaches, um, at least an assistant or, you know, somebody who is there that is able to commute. Women just communicate better with women. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Or like if I'm, if I'm having, if I'm on my cycle and it's my first or second day, yeah, it's my first or second day. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't really want to do this rep or I don't know if I can continue. It might not be good for my health right now, whatever. Like yeah. a woman's going to be able to understand that and communicate that better with the coach. Sometimes the coach thinks you're just trying to get out of the rep. You know what I mean? Or sometimes yeah. it's just like, you're in that much pain. It's just like, it'd be better off that I just didn't run the rep. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just, that, that's just a little example, like I've, of something that could happen. Um, but I think more women coaches, um, like I said, if it's shoes, if it's sponsored by a shoe company, they need to have representatives that are coming out there, like and actually participating, observing the practices, watching from afar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. seeing dynamics and watching everything, um, because it's definitely. Um, it's more than one side. And trust me, the athletes are making it to practice every single day. I've only in my career, probably seen two or three people that don't come every day. Um, especially if they're signed, they're coming yeah. every And day. like, that's very <laughs> believable. It's like, it's how you make your money, right? Like no one's going yeah. <laughs> to more, you know, you can go through the motions. I've seen people, you know, go through motions, just go to practice. Cause they got to go to practice. But majority of people out there are working hard <laughs> yeah like mentally and physically like the track you're so tired you can't go have fun on the weekend like it's not fun for you to you can't party every weekend I mean if you can kudos to you <laughs> but you know like especially on that level it's just you have you have to keep things serious your rest is important you your hydration um vitamin supply everything like you have to take everything into account you have to take into account the people around you, are they draining your energy too much? Like it's, mm. it's so many aspects and tracking it that will affect you and everything basically has to be in the right position for you to do well. Yeah. We, I, yeah. I talk about it with like some of my athletes sometimes like stress is stress, whether it's from running from the track or from like your life. Right. So yeah, it all has an impact. Have you like talked to any of the brand reps before about like any of this or have you gotten any feedback as far as like where their mind is? I haven't. Um, and it's something, you know, that I, that I want to do because it, it needs to, it needs to happen. Um, I think once I develop a good relationship, um, cause right now I, I am, I'm not signed. Um, so the next person that I sign with, that's a big thing that mm-hmm. I want discuss like whether I'm in their main training group or not um I think it's important to help for for all the athletes sake and the coaches you know maybe some coaches are falsely accused of certain things and now you have somebody there that's able to observe firsthand well yet yeah maybe this coach is right she does come to practice five minutes late or she doesn't really put a good effort in the weight room you know what I mean they're able to see it for themselves instead of just going off of one 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 person yeah and like majority of the time they're gonna back the coach over the athlete just because like the amount of resources they have into the coach into the program and yeah or what you know how many medals the coach has athletes has brought home like that's just how it is yep it happens i've i've reported on it (laughs) yeah i I was looking on your twitter i am familiar with some of the things that you reported on so yeah yeah and it's like it's hard because like some people want to talk, some people don't. Right. And even the people who have something to say, like I never fault someone for not wanting to come forward with the story. Cause like 
retaliation is real, especially in this sport. Everyone knows each other. It's a small, it's a small yeah. sport, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No retaliation is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hannah. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with me, having a conversation with me. I think it was really productive. So, <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And if people want to follow you, if they want to find you, where can they find you at? Uh, Hannah MC Five on Instagram and Hannah Cunliffe Five on Twitter and TikTok. Perfect. Let's get that brand up. Let's get a sponsorship deal out of it. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you.